I, I forgot you always you alternative. You what? never got the straight up. You always alternative. What does that mean? <laughs> it means you you like. I'm sure you're a you're a Apple girl, but mm-hmm. usually people are like Apple or Android, and you like Google, like or you say something <laughs> Mars, like you always alternative. You just don't never take black or white. You like I like gray. What? Well, oh. <laughs> Anyway, where where were we? We were discussing uh, what? Oh, Arizona is, is ridiculous. Arizona is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really amazing to see like stupid people in mass in action. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's like okay, so how is this like a, a hoax? Like how do you st- like how do you justify millions of people around the world being dead and still like call it a hoax? How do you like call like how many Americans are dead at this point? Like more than died in World War Two or some shit? We're we're approaching I think two hundred thousand. But but it's a hoax. Like like how do like I don't understand how that becomes a political issue. It's that's how stupid people are. My God. They- we we did fall down some kind of weird alternate reality where everything is politics. And it's kind of like it's nuts that tied to a virus. Like there's a virus right. and then the approach is like, okay, so <laughs> the doctors say this is what we need to do. And then there's the other side. Like what the fuck is right. the other side? All the assholes with an opinion. <laughs> yeah, like what? all the un- uninformed people who haven't like fucking Googled anything, who haven't read a, mar- a medical article in their lives, yet are experts. And they know, like, yeah, this is what we do. This is, yeah, you don't need a mask. Yeah, like, oh, uh, like what? How do what you mean? You don't need a mask. But this is that's that's why it's it's nuts to me because, like, I got a friend in Arizona, and she said out the gate, like. People are not wearing masks down here. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? People ain't wearing. Well, they just they're just not going to do it. And I'm like, what? That's dumb. They if you just wear the mask <laughs> for a while, like, I mean, I don't know the science behind it other than how like viruses are communicable, and this is supposed to be not airborne, but through fluids and coughing and sneezing. So yeah. cover your mouth. So cover your mouth and cover your nose. And then that just reduces right. the the chances of the droplets getting into your respiratory system. Like it's yeah. You know, I I explained it to the girls. The girls were like, okay, we don't want to do this, but we're going to wear masks because we don't want to get other people sick. Mm-hmm. It's just simple. Like a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old, they all got it. They was like, all right, cool. That's what we got to do. To see grown-ass people. Grown-ass like people this- who are raising six-year-olds, eight-year-olds, 11-year-olds, yeah. 14-year-olds. <laughs> right. Like, this is infringing upon my rights. Your rights to do what? Kill people? Like. Like, what is wrong with you? Do you want to, you want to bring upon the plague we, because you don't, you don't think you will get it. We were um, in the store and I kind of missed the whole thing. I was just like in my own world. So I totally missed this whole interaction with this guy. You know, they were telling him that a mask was required. And 
he was like, he, you know, so upset and he was leaving and he was never coming back. And they were like, we wouldn't have you. <laughs> you know, like, right. who gives a fuck? He but, was grandstanding. Yeah, he really was. And it's just like, I mean, I just don't, I don't understand. Because it's insanity. Like, I don't understand either. Like, it doesn't make sense to me where it's something like the minor inconvenience right. is though so, now it's massive. Now it's a, how dare you but okay, force me. To, right. How dare you infringe on my right to like not wear a mask? But it's like you're saying that when you have to go out in public clothed, when you have to go out in public with shoes, you know, sh- no shoes, no shirt, no service. That doesn't infringe upon your constitutional rights. But a mask in the middle of a global pandemic, somehow that is the straw that broke the camel's back. It's it's really yeah. It's just a lot of like. Again, the selfishness of America is on full display lately. Like not just the selfishness, yeah. but also the stupidity. Like I would say first yeah. the stupidity. Like number one <laughs> is stupidity. Like if we're gonna rank the issues, one is stupid, two is selfish. <laughs> it's I yeah, my dad likes to do the men in black. People are greedy, stupid, and lazy. Mm. And and somehow those together to like keep America, you know, blissfully afloat. Yep. The uh the thing with Arizona being like like the cases are out of control there, certain parts of California and Florida, and it's like and Texas and, now. Right. Mostly with Tuckman, it was some other. I don't remember it was like three. It was one other one, and I remember they were all Republican. Yeah, it, it it's really weird to see that that like that is you say okay, well people vote along the Mason Dixon line, and so then it's political. Everything is politicized here. There's there's the red side, there's the blue side, but there's certain stuff like I, like the Black Lives Matter. Like that's everybody can grasp that concept, right? Oh, absolutely not. No, of <laughs> course like, not. Wait, 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 oh, wait, of course not. Yeah, like the the uh, Michael Che when he did uh, his Netflix, his Netflix stand up was that little part was brilliant where he was like, "What's the other side to matter? <laughs> like, what is that? You know, oh, what's less than that? You know that there's people." Who are that I think all people should be equal, and then there's other people who are like, nah, disagree. (laughs) You know what? How do you get there? White people, generally speaking, I'm gonna group them as a whole since they always do it to us. White people, um, (laughs) they love to, and I've said this before, you know, they love to take any side, any side, as long as it's anti black, any side that is the opposite of what black people. Are, are saying you know so when Colin Kaepernick was saying this same shit and it was kneeling then it was oh now this is disrespectful to the vets the veterans who we like do not give a fuck about like how many homeless veterans are there how many veterans yeah, are like, out here like, yeah if you if you do like the homeless population and if, if the homeless population were pie half of the pie would have we'll be like, veterans. it would be veterans it's nuts it's insane how and the same thing with like uh, with mental health issues and yeah. people in like like it's vets and you know how, how we, hard they oh, have to fight to get treatment like to get coverage for certain things how 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 long they have to fight to be um you know um considered disabled to get disability benefits like 
it is not easy. Like we say that we care about them, but they don't. Like that's the whole point is they don't. It's just, it's convenient, right? When we first said Black Lives Matter, it was Blue Lives Matter. And then when we did this, then it was about the veterans. And now it's about like everything else is always something else. It's just always something else because at the end of the day, they want to still have a cause that they can stand behind and still be able to look in the mirror and feel good about themselves, right? So it's not like, oh, I don't hate Black people. I just, I'm pro- police officers oh i don't hate black people i'm just you know for the better and how dare they disrespect them it's you know and then that 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 uh the new thing it's not new but I, it was a while ago I, I saw this coming i was like you know what that blue that thin blue line flag is going to replace the confederate flag oh yeah because this, it's something the entire country like before we could call you out like okay wait a minute Illinois is not part of the Confederacy. Why are you rocking a Confederate flag in your front yard? Like, you just, you just what's, up, what's up with you? So, like, we used to be able to call that out. Mm-hmm. And now, like, with the with the blue line thing, they build it as, well, just saying that we support the police. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then when they started using it as a symbol for, like, oh, well, there's Black Lives Matter. And then there's Blue Lives right. Matter. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Right. What about... What about the black people who are police? What about the black guy in the same city where all this shit took place, Minneapolis, the black cop who shot the Australian, killed the Australian woman, the white woman, who these motherfuckers were like, (laughs) like quiet as a church mouse. They have shit to say. And it was like, you know, well, actually they did have something to say. They wanted them prosecuted. They wanted them charged. They wanted them convicted. Immediately. Immediately. (laughs) Immediately. What happened to Blue Lives Matter then? I was like, oh, fuck it when it's black. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. No, he was definitely a black life right then. You know? This is it's crazy. The uh, the hypocrisy in it and that we won't we acknowledge it in certain times and that like at the mainstream level, it just refused to be acknowledged. So there's a there's different levels to it. And it sucks because I never want to get into conspiracies like I, I, I like certain outlandish conspiracies that I'm like, come on, what are the odds of that? But it's also. It's also like, but there's still some hope there. But something where it's like, okay, there's a media conspiracy. There's clearly a media conspiracy in America where you have, we just are not going to show you positive black image. Oh, no. And and we can, and people, that's not true. That's not true. You've got, and then you go down the list and you'd be like, man, look at the news and look at every time they show. It's not a coincidence that every newspaper in America runs, uh, when a guy is a, a, was an unarmed black man killed by police, they run his mugshot yep. from the Yep. It's not a coincidence that every newspaper does and then, that. It's and, not and, a and at the same time, when there's a white guy, and then, then we go to get a quote from his second grade teacher to say what a great guy he was and how we have, <laughs> what, what, what did we do wrong? How did we fail him? Yeah, how did the system is, you know, maybe he just needed mental health. You know, obviously. It's individualistic then. It's, you know, white people get to be individuals. Black people have the burden of the entire race. That yeah, that's a really good way to put it because it just it uh that's how it always is you know it's it's uh if you if you screw up this job they won't hire another yeah. in twenty years like it's just one of those like damn you always got to have carry the whole weight absolutely and it's it's been it's been nice to see everybody kind of come together like you seeing more and more people uh I'm out here in the suburbs and it's there's white people protesting every day talking about Black Lives Matter every single day. And I'm like, damn, like this is that's that's kind of a, a shock. I never saw that coming. Yeah. But 
it does take it does take that to be able to gain some traction. And you have seen Generation Z gain a lot of traction and get a lot of stuff done. But at the same time, like the end goal, we're getting farther and farther. Even though there's things that have been accomplished, it feels like we're getting farther and farther away from what the initial goal was. Because we'll say every day, uh, arrest Breonna Taylor's killers. We'll say that every single day. And every single day, it'll be like, oh, but Juneteenth is a holiday now. Right. Oh, there's no more Aunt Jemima. Oh, yeah. There's no more Uncle Ben. Just like, okay, Abby. but yeah, well, yeah, we painted Black Lives Matter on, on the street. <laughs> like, wait, that's not what the fuck I need. I need the police to stop having a license to kill niggas in the street. But is that what we need? That's and, and, and yet, we just, we can't seem to quite get there for some reason it always gets distracted it always gets sidetracked so it's it's it's, it's just been wild to me it to always get sidetracked you mean that white people are always choosing to talk about anything <laughs> but we're talking about or i i mean in general i feel like the civil rights the civil rights movement well to now yeah well here's it's the always problem. gotten sidetracked. so this is in my opinion this is the problem right the problem is that it's too myopic. It starts off and it's just one little thing, right? So it was like first and it was like, okay, we want these people, you know, arrest charged and arrest, you know, arrested and charged and, you know, convicted, hopefully. But then it turned to like police reform. And it's like, okay, so if we reform the police, then what? Like, no, what we, and it's not even like, and I'm happy to see people saying like, let's fight like anti-racism. But the fact of the matter is that that is not enough. We are fighting white supremacy. We are trying to undo white supremacy. Racism is just one arm of white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Like the police and the, uh, the criminal justice system is just one form of subjugation that it all falls under white supremacy. And that yeah, is a big thing to dismantle. And that is going to take a long time and I yeah. am not optimistic that we are there yet. However, no, oh, we're not close. <laughs> we're, we're not close. However, you know, I think that as black people, we have to stay focused because we do have an opportunity that, that that's the problem, right? Is that we have to, when you talk about how things like this, you know, you said it always with civil rights, like it starts off as one thing and we get, gets distracted. It's kind of like the coronavirus, right? Like everybody was okay for a little bit, like when the first week or so hunkering down. And then when it hit like that three, four week mark, that's when people started protesting. Like, fuck this shit, I'm ready to go back to work, right? <laughs> now it's, <laughs> fuck this bad it's at three months and now it's like, everybody, like people are just like being straight up defiant, you know? And so yeah. I kind of see like the same thing with this. It's like, okay, it's like, it's like we can't get distracted or like, tired or like ready to move on and the way that we do that is that we have to um we have to redirect our our finances we need to make an economic impact that's the only way to impact change so i think is like hella overrated um i love a lot of the stuff that she stands for but i think she's overrated and i'm saying that just because i just heard this song with her and somebody that some artists that i typically i think like
when we look at the the um what was it the montgomery bus strike that was over a year over a year yes okay yes exactly the, people don't understand how long that was they think it was rosa parks and then the next and day the next day or it was like they did three yeah. marches or it was two months it was like it was over a year that people said I'm not taking the bus. I will walk wherever I, walk. I need to go. Like that is inconvenient. Okay. So That's people sacrifice. were willing to be inconvenienced for the greater good. Right. And so that is what we have to do. And we have to do it on a large scale because we're not talking about this isn't one bus company in one city. Right. We're talking about all over this nation where people are yeah. being suffering and it's what we do is how we do it is we take our money and redirect it from these white companies or these non-black companies rather any company that is not on our side and if you are not actively doing something for us then you are against us you are part of the solution or you're part of the problem so so you bring up two things you bring up two things here that i love so there's the, there's first the distractions which the J. Cole no-name thing felt like one of the largest distractions. That always seems to work. You can always play black men against black yeah. women. And that's that will break down and work 100% of the time. So that was one. And then you also have the redirection of the black dollar. Like, okay, we're going we gonna to circulate it. We're going we gonna to do this. The It's not even – it's the sacrifice – and I think this is, I think it was uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. He wrote something that might have been like 2014. But he was like, the biggest, the biggest obstacle black people in America have is the fact that they live in America. Mm -hmm. And once you live in America, you become American. And as you're Americanized, you don't want to sacrifice Ooh. shit. That's part of being America. So, like, if I'm here, even though I'm black and I know that I'm going to be, I'm going to get like second class everything, even though I kind of already know that. The, the Americanized part of me is unwilling to sacrifice even a even little bit. So, so what we should have boycotted in the, in, from the beginning, uh, is this is not the very beginning, but the new beginning, the new, so like the thing that was the catalyst for all this, when Kaepernick was kneeling and he got blacklisted, we should have boycotted the NFL. Yeah. I was screaming. I haven't watched football games since that. Yeah, if I have not, if all of us would have started but, watching, but we also needed players. But you know, yeah, and so, but you couldn't get. I couldn't get anybody that I know. I think maybe after about a year, two or three guys that I know was like, you know what, fuck this. I couldn't get nobody because they just were. They weren't going. They're like, nah, it's NFL, bro. I can't do it. It's my Sundays. I can't do it, and I just. Okay, so the the unwillingness to sacrifice, let us say, and now we're all the way here. We're right back to the same thing. We're right back to the we're same exact position. One. Where where the and it, yeah we like it. We've gone three years and we're right back to the same spot where the guy, the whole fuss he was making, he wasn't even making a fuss. He, he was, was quietly so protesting. Quietly protesting. The media. They yeah. focused on it, it and so amplified <laughs> it. He never said he didn't do a press conference. Not one. <laughs> He didn't do he shit. Didn't they do just anything. somebody was wondering why is this nigga somebody not up? <laughs> that was it. Why is he over there on the thing? And then a veteran, a vet was like, Oh man, that's disrespectful. Okay, well, nigga, let me, what's let, me respectful? Right, let me meet with you. Tell me what's what? respectful. How how can I let me tell you what my aims are? And then you tell me how I can go about that in a way that doesn't feel disrespectful to you. Take a knee. Okay, I'll take a knee. 
He literally, yeah, that's what was crazy. So, like, to play to for them to then play the disrespect of the veterans card was like it wasn't just wrong; it was opposite of correct. Like, I, you couldn't get no farther wrong absolutely. than disrespecting the troops. You couldn't get no farther off than that, and that was the card. But remember when that I, was the when I was saying. Remember when I said any position other than anti-black, it doesn't have to be right, right? Like even the whole opposition to all Black Lives Matter. When we say all lives matter. Like, how fucking stupid are you to say that? It's completely inaccurate. Like, it's completely inaccurate if you don't value black lives. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's been funny <laughs> now down the line to see, like, pretty guys with pretty big followings, people like a Randy. I'm going to use Randy Orton as an example because uh, Randy Orton is uh, a re- WWE wrestler from St. Louis. He's, like, all-American white dude, fucking, like, perfect teeth uh like the dude is sculpted you know you know white people really don't have muscle definition not randy orton randy orton is fucking like greek god the dude as there there have been in my in my life there have been like only three dudes that i was like oh that, that guy makes me want to work out and, and randy, orton it's, it's the, randy orton is definitely one of them randy first time i saw randy orton hit the ring and do that that pose with both arms up i was like holy shit i gotta get back on my game <laughs> <laughs> but yeah randy orton went out there he went on twitter and was like yeah uh it's black lives matter over here and people lost their shit they're like what what not you randy and he's like yeah and so they hit him with the all lives matter and he very clearly broke it down yeah i agree all lives matter but until Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. All Lives Matter can't, can't possibly it be can't true. Possibly we got to go and do this. Absolutely. Like, come on, let's go. And this is, and so people are like losing their minds. Like, wow, no, you can't. And their heads are exploding and shit. And it's just, it, they, they'll they say anything but racism. Yeah. And the, I, I, I went to school, I went to white schools. And the white girls there, you'd be amazed how many of them parents were either like firemen or policemen. And I used to think, oh, that's such a glamorous, that's like, that's, this is a, a, a I shouldn't say glorious or glamorous. It's just a job that's like revered. Yeah. These guys, you, you, you know, they come into class and they talk about, oh, my dad's here and he's a police officer. And then, you know, and then D.A.R.E. program and all this shit. It's like, these are people to be respected. And then the more you learn about policing. And then as I got older and, I started getting stopped by the cops for walking mm-hmm. and, and just all the, all the different stuff that, that just grows. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. So, Sarah, you mean to tell me your dad is racist? Is all right with this? <laughs> like your dad? This is if it's not directly your dad, it's your dad's buddies. And this is how they get down. And that's just OK. Yeah. And so when this stuff starts happening and I'm looking at this and it's like, who puts up the Blue Lives Matter or not the the, the thin blue line flag on Facebook and all this shit? I'm like, that's fucking Sarah. Mm-hmm. Sarah asked, we was just talking about like this before, and she also hit me with the All Lives Matter too. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, what is what is this? No, I I don't have a racist bone in my body. Oh. I would never. I would never. I know that all this all this shit. You know the typical shit. And you're like, wait a second, man. You organized the. Uh, you organize the class uh, reunion and shit. Like, hold on, wait. So they, it's it's almost like a, it's it's almost like a disorder. It's almost like a psychological disorder where they can just create another reality, another narrative, well, an escapism I, where it's like that's not true. I'm not racist because 
And then they have this thing. But they're, this is the first time I've really seen them with no other place to go. Well, they'll still go somewhere. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think, you know. <laughs> they'll just make a portal. Seriously, I think uh, part of it is like cognitive dissonance. And then I did see this uh, one woman. She's an anti-racist educator, a white woman. <clears throat> Which is oh is it, is it uh Jane Elliott because Jane, Jane, Jane Elliott Jane Elliott is the goat uh, <laughs> seriously as far you know in that arena she is 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 the best but no this is a, another woman I don't remember her name but um and I do have thoughts about anti like white anti racist educators um while I do appreciate them it's like kind of frustrating like anything else that you do when you have experience that they're qualifies you to have a job and I think that black people clearly have way more experience dealing with racism than white people yet white people will only listen to white people talk about racism and so you do need those that's that's the 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 uh double-edged that's sword, the double-edged right? like, sword is that we you know we need people like this because in in a sense they are more qualified to talk about it than us because how effective can we be if the audience isn't listening Right, you know, you. But anyway, I I guess the uh, I okay, okay, go ahead. I, I was you're right, you're right. Yeah, I digress. That was just like a little thing there. But the woman yeah. was saying that the um, and she said it. You know, like white people are all, all white people are racist, and she said, you know, the problem is is that when you hear like when people think of racism, they think of like Ku Klux Klan. They think of like people actively trying to like murder and harm other people you know and so they think morally a bad person right and so when you talk about racism and i've said before in conversations how i do feel like a lot of times that we are overusing the word racist you know we use the word racist when we really mean there's another word that's actually more appropriate uh, for it, it's like racially based, but it, you know, I think when we say racism, I think it's just like white people have toned out. Like it's just the same way you were saying, um, what was it a few years ago? Oh, I don't fucking know. But anyway, she's saying when they say racist and they hear that and you say, oh, that was racist, what they are hearing is that you are saying that I am a bad person. I am a morally bad person. And so that's when all these defenses come up and that's what all these justifications are all about because they don't want to view themselves as morally bad people. They don't under, they, they do the, the textbook dictionary definition of racism. Mm-hmm. They'll go and it's like, Oh, I don't hate a certain group of people in mass because, of, and then so they immediately absolve themselves. And I'm saying, no, you, you benefit and participate in a system that, puts you above me and while you benefit from it you refuse to look at me or other people like me and see how we're not getting the same treatment yeah that's and so the the institutionalization of it is what they miss where it's like you can't the, the institution itself is not gunning for you so you can never have the same experience right you can get uh you know you don't even go to court right you don't to go that far you just see like oh well the cops stopped me dude i said I, 
they roll out so they get a ticket right i got off of the warning, warning. Whatever, i dude. thought those were bullshit like i didn't think like those existed because i'm like yo i see them <laughs> in movies but who the fuck got like i never knew a person who got a warning i would tell you i got one warning in my life and i was really shocked when it happened and this was probably like 2008 or nine 2008 or nine so I'm not going to age myself, but, <laughs> you know, uh, it, I had had a driver's license for quite some time. Um, and there was one warning. And I think like I like pulled out like all my acting chops on that one, too, like, you know, to get that warning. Um, it was the first time I was like, you know, not like irate when I got pulled over because, you know, it's like you get pulled over for like, you know, it's bullshit. Like, what the fuck are you pulling me over before? So it's like hard to say, like calm at least for me i can speak for myself it's hard for me to stay calm in, in situations like that I, I definitely uh don't do well with authority as it is so if someone's abusing their authority <laughs> See, i'm not gonna you, be okay with it <laughs> this is and this is this is a different that's a different thing i don't have that luxury yeah i don't i don't have that luxury because you're a man it's it's hostility immediately yeah. it's like oh this nigga well he's gonna try to kill me mm-hmm. He, this is, this is the thought process because it's different when you're first, like, I always thought this is funny. I, I make the height joke. I make the height jokes a lot because this, and this is just a personal thing. Like my, my friends will get it. Other people might not get it, but my friends who know me, like whenever I meet a girl the first time, they always like, somehow this gets played into the conversation. Cause I've been playing basketball my whole life. So I'm always around people who are bigger than me. That's just what it is. Plus, American slavery was a thing, so the the biggest got bred with the mm-hmm. the most able to produce. So there's uh, I don't know a thousand colleges all around the United States with niggas who are all like six five and up. Right. So six five to black women is a regular ass height. Right. <laughs> that's like no, that's not normal at all. So I'm I'm six one, but a black girl is like no, you're not. <laughs> No, you're not. You're not. You're not six. What are you talking about? I have to literally be holding a basketball before they're like, "Oh, he's about six one. Yeah, I see it. I see it now." Like, but the cops, the cops immediately they were all oh, black male, six two, two hundred fifty pounds. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. I ain't never been two hundred in my life. I'm just getting there. Yeah. Let me know. No, no, no. They don't fuck. They immediately like everything gets like I've been listening to them on the radio and all my stats go mm-hmm. up. Like all of a sudden I'm in the league. Like I'm in the NBA now. Every time they do it, and it's just funny because they they see a different person. And that, but they see like you're 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 a threat. You can do this, and women don't really have that. Well, so I wouldn't say that pro- women don't have that because I wouldn't say that. I want like say that as a definitive statement. Um, or maybe maybe they aren't viewed as a threat per se in the same way. But we are. I think we receive a lot of the same hostility that you receive, you know? Yes, black women do because there's a less, there is just less of a patience for black women. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's no care. It's like like no tolerance. And so it's just like, yeah. um, Yeah, absolutely. So we we receive the same. Karen, Karen gets to go off and have countless videos of Karen going off but there are no Keisha videos. There are no videos of Keisha going to fuck off because is and it always ends badly, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it, whether like she committed suicide, she gets hurt yeah, or, or she hurts somebody. But like Karen always walks away scot free. Oh, always, she, you know, it's it's always it's just weird. It's just that normal. Like, but that's the part. Black, 
afforded that. Yeah. So when you talked about like, you know, they don't get it. The other part is, you know, it's, uh, it, it's not, they are completely like, this is the thing that kills me, right? Like, okay. I know if you told me we meet somebody, right? With a group of people, like I'm coming with you, you introduced me to like a new group of people. If you told me somebody was a cop, I'd immediately have a negative thought association. I'd immediately have my assumptions about who he is as a person, right? So mm. I know I have a bias, right? And um, I know that we also have unconscious biases, right? We may not be like tapped into fully what those are, but they exist. I'm aware that they exist. I'm aware that we all have them. And white people act like they are just exempt from that. Like, so they think... <laughs> Like, oh, well, I'm not like out here like trying to hang people, but I can't be racist like because of like anything that I do subconsciously. Like, might I be doing something subconsciously? Like, no, it's just because they don't like to listen either. So even if you try to that, explain it, they're not listening to you. <laughs> that so, so that comes from a totally different like that would be a, a completely different thing to break down and analyze, like which would take eons because as long as there's white Jesus, they feel like they have a moral authority yeah. to be able to, to tell like, everybody how to feel. And, yeah. And how to, how to behave, yeah. how to conduct themselves in public and in private. And do the, even though they don't follow the oh, rules that white no. Jesus told them to follow, oh, oh, no. they still have or the authority the to let them to, to impart, impose on others. Right. Like I need to do <laughs> these things, but they don't apply to me. Which, which brings us right back to, not wearing the mask and it being specifically the states that lost the civil war mm -hmm. and are below the Mr. Mason Dixon line. Like, yo, I'm just not doing it. Like what the fuck? Like you, you do understand that this, like Georgia, Georgia was funny to me. Even this, this takes it back a little bit, but Georgia was funny to me because uh, the governor, Brian Kemp was like, yeah, we're not going to make that mandatory. Okay, cool. Six weeks later, uh, he was like, uh, well, I, I didn't know. He literally did a press conference. He stood his stupid ass up there and said, it, uh, we, didn't we didn't know. We didn't know that people who were asymptomatic could spread it. Yeah. Like, yes, the fuck we did. Like, everybody Nigga, that. that was the that first, was thing, the we first thing we knew about it. Because well, we were like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> you can have this, this shit and not everything. even know. <laughs> yeah, like, this changes everything. Remember when we was like, oh, it's just the Chinese and they fucked up over there and there's a billion of them, so they'll be all right. <laughs> no, I remember that too. That was January. <laughs> nigga, it was February in the All Star game, and niggas was like, "Oh, I, th I think, I think that shit made its way over here." Okay, cool. Well, let's do some research, and we are gonna come back two weeks later. Niggas was like, "Yo, nigga, they, they have it. it. They, right. even, they wasn't even sick, bro. We got to do something. Start shutting everything down." So for you to be in April and be like, and for you to uh, be in April, and for you to be the governor of a state where you are have like, or you're privy <laughs> to like so much information that the normal person does not have. Like, how the fuck are we at home watching our television? Like, uh, yeah, we did. We knew that. And the, and, the, and the really crazy thing about it, not to not to get to the political aspect of it, but the really crazy thing about it is, he there's a very good chance he didn't actually legally win that state. Oh, he, he shouldn't have even been the governor. Yeah. <laughs>
Adamant Eve did not get kicked out of the Garden of Eden for eating an apple. I believe it was a mango. Yeah, so your project, you're always working on something. So what um, you were talking about buying black. And yeah. First, how how can we do that? And then who are who, who's some, some black people we can be buying from? Well, so, yeah. So I'm just, I started this, I started on Instagram building the site. It's called The Blacklist. Um, just, you know, there was this huge push. I kept seeing everyone, you know, trying to encourage people to support small black businesses and all these different lists of different vendors. Um, but so, so I did started posting that stuff, but that wasn't what really what I was trying to highlight. Not like, not at least not exclusively. Right. The, the, what the point is, the bigger picture here is I think that we have to, um, we're talking about redirecting our money. Right. So for instance, if you have the CEO or the chairman or companies that are donating to PACs or, you know, uh, donating to politicians who are uh, writing or sponsoring or in, in any way participating in bills that are disenfranchising black people, that are disadvantaging, you know, that are dis disadvantageous to us, then we need to not support them, right? We need to make um, our points let it know that we're not tolerating it. And that is by removing our money. Like we're no longer going to support your company. And so one part of that is identifying who are these bad actors? Like who are these people who are really acting against us? Who are these people who are pretty much the friends of our enemies, which makes them our enemy as well. Right. Um, and then the other part of that is if we're not going to support them, then here are some black businesses that you can patronize. Right. So I don't think it's enough to be like, oh, like just here's a list of like black businesses. It's like also make sure that you are not supporting, you know, these companies that are in one way, shape or form, you know, seeking to harm us. So that's what I'm working on. I've gotten um, backlogged. It's just a little overwhelming with a lot of other stuff going on, but that is, um, that's what I'm working on rolling out right now. I don't know. I have so many thoughts. Um, Apple over Android. Oh, and everyone should get an electric toothbrush. Like they're amazing. Like they are game changing. Y'all, so Apple this, Apple that, Apple's end all be all. But y'all niggas don't ever have no battery life. Y'all phone always dead. Okay. I never met an so. Apple nigga with a full phone is all day. And I don't want to hear no, but I was, I was. Mm -hmm. No, y'all always dead. When I, did, when I did, <laughs> when I did, when I did lift, the number one question I get when I when I used to do lift, every nigga got in my car with their phone dying had an Apple every single time. They had an iPhone ten times out of ten. Because <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I have superb battery life. In fact, my phone is dying because I hadn't charged it since yesterday, and I was on mm. it quite a bit today. So that would explain my usage. I can't 
speak for everyone who got into your lift um, and why they're almost in charge. <laughs> so we got we got a mutual friend now, and before y'all um, kind of started talking to each other, she asked me how I knew you, and I was trying my best to explain it because it's hard. <laughs> It's, see, you, you already know I'm going because you, you. What did you end up saying? <laughs> I, what I understand, she was like, she's like, well, I mean, it was, it was basically like, oh my god, she's such a sweetheart, she's such a nice person, she's amazing, and I'm like, I mean, I know she don't treat me like that. And she was like, what? How could you? And all of a sudden, she already jumped ship on my ass and was like, no, you don't talk about my friend that way. And I was like, hold on, wait, first of all. You don't even know what happened. And then, so, it's all—it's always funny because you, like I said, I know you're always working on something, and I know, like, both of you are so, so smart. It's, it's like, sickening how smart you are because you, you, y'all really don't try, and you're just smart. And so, and, like, yeah, Black women are, like, supremely educated. Uh, they're the most educated demographic in America, but, like, even without that, you guys are just fucking ridiculously smart. And I'm saying you guys because people don't know that you have a twin sister. And I know your sister first. I knew we went to school right. together. Right. And I I was I met her um, in the cafeteria one day. And, like, she was getting ready to graduate. Like, she never even came outside. And then <laughs> she just, like, one day decided she was going to be in the calf. I met her there. And she was like... Is this what the black people do all day? <laughs> they just <laughs> is that what she said, is this what you guys do all day? You just sit here and play spades in the cafeteria and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> she looked she looked at me like I was the most ignorant nigga she ever met in her entire life. I was like, but but um and I was trying to think of because like yeah, for the other thing is like y'all are uh, without blowing y'all heads up, y'all are extremely attractive. So I was trying to think of something to say that didn't make me look like a complete idiot. And uh, nothing was really working. And so I, she just decided like she was going to hang out. And so I talked to I talked to Leandra for about like an hour and a half. And I remember her going, She at the end she was like, oh, I was supposed to go to class. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's how it happens. <laughs> That's exactly how it happens. She was like, oh, wow. I mean, well, I'm graduating. Fuck that class. And then we just, like, walked off. And I remember she gave me her number and was like, okay, I'll talk to you, whatever, whatever. Let me know if you go. Something. We had a bunch of friends. We are going to go. Whatever. So I swear, two days later, I'm walking down, uh, down Fullerton, and I saw her. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey. And she played the <laughs> shit out of me. She was like... <laughs> Looked at me like the fuck is you? And I was like, I was like, hey, the, I just no. So she just went on about her her day, and I'm like, right, that was weird. Okay, cool. So I seen her again later, and I was like, I just didn't say nothing. She was like so happy that she's like, hey, and just beaming, smiling. I was like, uh, okay, that's weird. Like, what is going on here? So this happens like three or four times before. Finally, you call me from her phone and was like, is this Wes? And I said, yes. My dumbass sister left her phone. I need to drop it off. She can pick it up. <laughs> and, this, and I was like, what? 
what? Eagles? Yeah, just stay on campus, and I'm going to drop the phone off because I don't have time. For- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. And then, like, maybe 35 minutes later, you walked up, gave me her phone, and walked off. And I was like, wait, there's another one? And then you was you was mad at me, like nigga, of course. And I'm like, well, you don't even go here. You should say that. What you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you that I got twisted? <laughs> you know what? I used to be very um my bad, first of all. I used to be very I mean, I would say at the heart, I'm probably like still the same place in person, but I've just got like a little bit more compassion and like great grace now, I would say. I give people a little bit more grace. <laughs> But um, back then, especially, um, so I would say this, like growing up as a twin, being a twin is not fun. And it's like only fun for like people who I feel like it's fun. It's like that's what you're into, like into being a twin, like doing a twin shit. But it's like both of us are like very individualistic. Um, And I think probably being a twin played a part in that, right? Like everybody just looks to see like how you are similar. So everyone is like, oh, you have a twin, let me see. And they're like looking to see how similar you look, like looking to see what the similarities are. And I think that while Leandra and I do look like sisters, I don't think that we look so much alike that it's like so, like I don't get it. I really don't. Like she's like four inches shorter than me. You you know, but you know what? That didn't that didn't happen until later. Yeah, when I when I first met you guys, you guys look so much more alike than you do now. Uh, I mean, I won't say what your experience is, but you know, again, <laughs> that was my perspective at that time, in particular. And I just really, I think I just had like like way less um, patience for for people like. Being like, oh, you know, because everyone's like, oh, you're a twin, you're a twin. And it's like, oh, it's so great. And it's just like, oh, hey, twin, hey, twin. It's like, I'm like, no, my name is Luana. Her name is Leandra. It's like, oh, it's two of you. No, it's one of her and it's one of me. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm with it. I'm with it. I completely get it. And that was the, the sentiment. But it was just funny because you have your own everything. And so the way you move around, like you went to school there was so funny it was but y'all y'all was both in my house i don't even remember what year that was y'all was both sitting there and you both had just come from opposite ends of the other of world and met <laughs> and was there and the most amazing I'm, i'll never forget this y'all y'all just kept finished you, no full sentence ever happened well, he- yeah you mean <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i hate that dude. yeah fuck him and, wait, wait, what? and i'm sitting there my mind is just going like they don't know they're doing it. They don't even know they're doing it. <laughs> but is it a twin thing or is it a sibling thing? No, I think I don't I don't know what it is. I just know that I immediately I got why y'all gotta get apart. You know. Immediately. I was like, Y'all that's overdrive and it's so simple to y'all and it's so easy that that shit probably wear you out being like so you gotta like get away for a little bit. Yeah. And then Try to like split. You guys are like, uh, it's it's weird, but I, it's like I say, when y'all got together, it was it was amazing. I was like, wow, yeah, they they can't possibly doing this, and then they just y'all just kept on going. But I never, I think I've only seen y'all together maybe twice. I think yeah, I mean, I think that we we are we are 
kind of like yin and yang, right? Like I think that we are very different, but we are similar in a lot of ways, you know, and it's similar in a lot of uh, maybe belief, but beyond that, we are the exact same age. So, you know, I think that, you know, most people, when they think of siblings, it's like, well, I'm not that close with mine. And it's like, but what's the, the factor that separates and it's age, you know? So if you grew up with your sibling and you're the same age at the same time, growing up with the same things, like you will, there's a good chance that you might be into a lot of the same shit or have, you know what I mean? And be able to, to do similar. So I'm not necessarily sure. I'm not convinced it's a twin thing so much as a sibling thing. But okay. that's, that's my true. perspective, right? Like everybody has their own opinion. That's that's fair. I'll I'll give it. But yeah, so that's <clears throat> that that is that's how we met. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we if you if you would have met me at the time where I met your friend, you would have had a much different greeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm um, yeah. I I don't know. Like I say, it's just plus I just it take it takes some time. Nobody likes me at first anyway. It, it takes time. Oh, I didn't dislike you. It was it had nothing to do with you. Like you could have been anybody. Like I did that to so many people. Like quite honestly, like people would come up to me and I would see how excited they are, and I just be like, I'm not, I'm not Leandra. I would just walk on by. <laughs> like I wouldn't even stop walking. I would keep walking. Like what an asshole, right? <laughs> it's I. You played the shit out of me. I thought that was the. I was just like, wow, because I'm just again, I'm just like, wow. She don't even talk to nobody. No, she never talks to anybody and then she talked to me and then she she talked she gave me her number like she wants to talk to me again and then I saw her and she didn't talk to me <laughs> all kinds of like what is happening what is no, wrong no, no, no. yeah you bounce you just me that that shit was super funny like in hindsight that's like you can't write that if I wrote that and put it in the sitcom people are like oh that's not believable 